Sydney woke to a burning crimson sky. Landmarks reduced to scarlet silhouettes, leaving many thinking they'd arrived on the red planet. I did think, ooh, it looks like the aliens or the end of the world might have happened. Not since 1939 has Sydney seen such a dust storm, and it was a moment to mark. For a photographer, this is great. One of the best days to take photos at a bridge. It was chaos on the roads as traffic dragged through the dust. Ferry services were also cancelled. We've got severely reduced visibility and with an 1,100 tonne vessel, we need to see what's in front of us. At the airport, flights were diverted and delayed. Oh, I just want to get home. No, <laughs> not worried at all about flying in this. Just want to get out of here. <laughs> G'day guys and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair income Aussie, or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa, and enjoy Aussie English. morning guys welcome to this episode of aussie english i hope you guys are going well i am freshly woken up i have just had my morning coffee and i am on to my second coffee had a few classes it's gonna be a good day i think it's gonna be a good day so welcome to the podcast episode guys um it's the aussie english podcast the number one podcast for anyone and everyone wanting to learn australian english but also for anyone wanting to improve their english and reach an advanced level so guys if you want to join the premium podcast and support what i do here as well as get access to all the previous episodes i think there's over 550 of them now as well as the downloadable transcripts the downloadable mp3s then make sure you go to aussie english dot com dot au and you can sign up to that and if you would like to get access to all of my course content so, I have 50 to 60 different courses in there for advanced speaking. Um, I have now speaking classes in the Aussie English classroom. I have pronunciation courses, expression courses. There's heaps of stuff in there, guys. Go to aussieenglish.com.au. Check it out. You can sign up for a dollar and you can try it for one week. And yeah, I think you're really going to enjoy it and get a lot out of it. Anyway, guys, that intro scene there at the start was from a Channel 9 news story about a dust storm that hit Australia in 2009. Now, this thing was epic. It was immense. It was massive and it was all over the news. So, I thought today, because the expression has the word dust in it, that I should talk about dust storms in Australia and we'll talk about this one in the Aussie English fact. But before we get started, before we get into the expression, let's talk about or let's go over a joke. I've got a joke for you, right? Okay. And it's a bit of a dusty joke. <laughs> All right. So, the joke is, why did the lady want to get rid of her vacuum? Why did the lady want to get rid of her vacuum? Because all it did was gather dust. <laughs> because all it did was gather dust. So, okay, the joke here. To gather dust. If something gathers dust, 
That could be literally that that's what it does. It collects dust, right? Like a vacuum usually collects dust. It gathers dust. It sucks dust up off the ground. But we use to gather dust to mean that something hasn't been used, right? So, for example, if I buy a lot of books and I put them on my bookshelf and they gather dust, the idea is that I haven't touched them, I haven't used them, and that's why they're collecting dust, they're gathering dust. Dust is falling on the books because they're not being used, right? So, if something gathers dust, it's not being used. So, she wanted to get rid of her vacuum because all it did was gather dust. The pun here is that it collects dust because that's what a vacuum does, but it's also meaning that it wasn't being used. She had the vacuum but wasn't using it, it was just gathering dust, okay? So, today's expression, guys, is done and dusted, to be done and dusted. I am done and dusted with this thing. That was suggested by Lima in the Aussie English classroom. Every week, we suggest these expressions, people vote on them, and Lima smashed it this week. She won. Good job, Lima. So, let's go through and define the words in the expression done and dusted. I'm sure you guys know what done is, right? It's the past tense of the verb to do. If you've done something, you've finished something, you've ended something, you have completed something, done. Dusted. Now, this might be a bit more of a complicated word that you don't see as often. Dusted is the past tense of the verb to dust, you know, to dust something. And it's one of these weird verbs in English where it can mean two opposite kind of things at the same time. So, for instance, if I have a duster, which could be, say, a implement with a bunch of feathers on it, and I use it to dust my bookshelf, it's that I'm trying to take all the dust off the books using the duster, right, to remove dust or dirt from a surface by wiping or brushing it. That is to dust something. But imagine I have a cake and I want to put powdered sugar over the top of the cake, if I sprinkle that sugar, if I cover the cake with that sugar, with that powdered substance really lightly, that at the same time is to dust something. So, now, because I'm putting dust on something, I'm also dusting it. But if I'm taking dust off something, we also use the verb to dust in that sense as well. Bit of a confusing one, but that's what it means, to sprinkle a powdered substance on something in this case. So, the expression definition, to be done and dusted, I wonder if you guys know what this means. If you are done and dusted with something, it means that you are completely finished with it, or maybe it is completely ready, Uh, you've dealt with it, something has been decided, right? So, it shows that something has ended, whether it has been completed, whether you've organized or dealt with it or decided something. And I found uh, the origin online, and it's not certain, but it was an interesting hypothesis, I guess, or theory as to why the expression done and dusted came into existence. So, when documents were signed in the past using pens that were dipped in ink, you know, they would have ink wells and maybe those quills, those feathered pens that they would dip into the ink wells and then have to write with. Drying time could be considerable as the application of the ink varied so much. So, it would take quite a while for the ink to dry on the paper. So, to speed things up, an absorbent dust was sprinkled on the fresh writing. So, maybe it was dusted 
onto the fresh writing and then left momentarily and then tipped off the sheet so that the sheet was lifted up and the excess dust was tipped off, allowing the document to then be rolled or folded without the ink smudging and that could be, you know, sent as a letter or something like that. And so, a deal was considered finalised when it was done and dusted, right? If you're writing on a document, an agreement that someone had to sign, it was considered done, finished, um, completed when it was done and then dusted, done and dusted. All right, so let's go through some examples of how I would use the expression done and dusted in day-to-day life, okay? So, imagine you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you find out that this person's been unfaithful to you. They've cheated on you. So, they've betrayed you, right? They've cheated on you with someone else. They've had a relationship with someone else whilst you guys were meant to be in a relationship. So, once you find out about this betrayal, you decide you're going to end the relationship. It's time to go your separate ways because if you can't trust someone, you know, what's the point of being in a relationship with them? So, you sit them down one day and tell them, look, I'm sorry, I'm breaking up with you because you cheated on me and I just can't trust you. So, your relationship is over. It's ended. It's done and dusted. Your relationship has finished. It's completed. The relationship is done and dusted. Example number two, you've got a really busy week ahead of you. So, you've got, say, you know, five days of nine to five work every day. And then you have to pick up the kids from daycare or after school care. You have to then take them to their different uh, recreational commitments. Maybe they do sports like footy or cricket or netball or something several times a week after their daycare or after school care. Then you have to come home, you have to cook, you have to clean, then go to bed, wake up early and do it all again. So, it's been a massive week as usual, but the weekend comes and you finally get to kick back and relax. So, someone might ask you, you know, imagine you're spending time with a friend or something and they say, I know you had a busy week, but did you get everything done? Everything that you needed to sort of smash out and finish during the week, did you finish everything? You might reply, yes. I did everything one day at a time. I knocked it all out. I got it done. And by Friday, it was all done and dusted. It was all finished. I did everything. It ended. It was done and dusted. All right. Example number three. So, this is a real example, okay? When I was at university, I was studying for quite a few years at university, I think probably 11 or 12. I was at Melbourne University. I was studying science. I did my bachelor's degree for four years my master's degree for two years and then my PhD for another five or six years. And when I finally submitted my thesis for my PhD, for my doctorate, and it got accepted, I couldn't believe that I had actually finally finished, that everything was done, that I had completed my studies. After all of that time, I was finally free to do Aussie English. (laughs) Um, So, everything was finally done and dusted. It was a massive weight off my shoulders. I could finally feel at ease, I could feel relaxed because everything was done and dusted with my uni studies. So, hopefully, guys, you understand the expression to be done and dusted. It means to be completely finished, to be ready, to have dealt with something, to be decided about something, to be done and dusted. As usual, let's go through a little listen and repeat exercise where you guys can practice your pronunciation. If you want to work on your Aussie accent, try and pronounce these words exactly as I do. If you're working on a different English accent, whether it's from New Zealand, South Africa, um, 
Ireland, Scotland, England, America, wherever it's from, use that accent, but just say the words after me. Okay, let's go. To. To be. To be done. To be done and. To be done and dusted. 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 Quick hint there about pronunciation. What do you hear happening with the word and, right? If I'm to really enunciate that word, I would say and. But when you hear it between the words done and dusted, how am I saying it? Done and dusted. Done and dusted. It's just like the sound of an N, right? Mm, mm. Okay? So, that's what we do to the word and quite often. Mm, done and dusted. I would have been done and dusted. You would have been done and dusted. She would have been done and dusted. He would have been done and dusted. We would have been done and dusted. They would have been done and dusted. It would have been done and dusted. And another cool thing there, you'll notice that would have can become would have, but then it can also become woulda, right? Woulda. I would have been done and dusted. I would have been done and dusted. I would have been done and dusted. And you can even contract this further to I'd have been done and dusted. So, learn those kinds of contractions, guys, because native speakers will speak like that really quickly and it'll make you sound a lot more natural too if you decide to use them when speaking English. Now, remember, guys, if you want to learn a lot more about pronunciation, about the Australian accent, how to make these contractions, how to link words, make sure that you go and sign up to the Aussie English Classroom. Remember, you can get a trial for seven days for just $1 at aussieenglish.com.au. You will have unlimited access to my 60-plus courses in there while you're signed up. It's an amazing source of content for you guys to level up your English fast, so go check it out. Anyway... Aussie English fact for the day. Let's go through that and then we'll finish up and the episode will be done and dusted. So, dust storms. I wanted to talk about dust storms in Australia for obvious reasons. Done and dusted. Dust storms. So, dust storms in Australia are a natural weather event. They, They happen in many different countries, but they happen in Australia and are common all over the world, right? They happen where there are dry lands, okay, where you have things like deserts or arid regions with not a lot of rainfall. So, they occur in Australia due to the continent's land surface comprising a vast amount of deserts, and semi-arid rangelands. When periods of severe and widespread drought occur, that is the lack of rain, they dramatically increase the likelihood of major dust storm events, particularly in summer months, because these are the driest months. 
So, this is due to the accumulation of loose dry dirt particles on the surface of the earth that are then more easily picked up by weather events such as low pressure systems when there's loads and loads of wind and also storms when they move across that area. So, the dust is blown up into the atmosphere and then carried with the wind or with the storms that move with the strong pressure gradient until it dissipates. So, ultimately, you can't have dust storms without a significant amount of wind to pick up and move the dust particles. So, Australia's worst dust storm. This happened in mid-spring of 2009 in Australia. This was called the 2009 Australian Dust Storm or the Eastern Australian Dust Storm. And it developed and swept across parts of South Australia and Victoria, as well as the majority of New South Wales and Queensland. And it even blew across the Tasman Ocean all the way to New Zealand a few days later. So, the dust storm developed on the 22nd of September in the dry deserts and arid areas of Central Australia. And by 3.30pm, it had caused blackout conditions in the town of Broken Hill and was heading eastwards towards Canberra, which it reached the following day at lunchtime. Now, blackout conditions means that there was so much dust in the air, it was almost like it was nighttime, right? There was no light. It had blacked out everything. So, a blackout is usually when there's no light, no electricity for lights. So, as the dust rolled over the eastern part of the continent, it set off smoke alarms, prompted increased demand for emergency services like the Ambos or the Fireys, and sent many asthma sufferers to the hospital. The dust storm turned the outside world into what people likened to a nuclear winter, an Armageddon, or the planet Mars due to the dark orange colour of the sky and the lack of visibility. So, in concert with these alien-like conditions, excessive rain was reported to have resulted from the dust particles in the atmosphere, as well as cricket ball-sized hailstones falling from the sky like rocks. In Coffs Harbour in New South Wales, for example, visibility was reduced to less than 500 metres by 9am on the 23rd of September, and planes were grounded and airports were closed as a result. By this time, the dust plume was visible from space and measured 500 kilometres in width and an astonishing 1,000 kilometres in length and had covered two states and dozens of towns and cities, including Sydney, Canberra and Brisbane. By the 24th of September, the northernmost edge of the dust storm covered Cape York in Queensland, and the southernmost edge of the plume stretched 3,450 kilometres south, sitting out in the ocean parallel with Victoria and New Zealand. By the morning of the 25th of September, red dust from the storm had been pushed by a cold weather front across the Tasman Sea and was starting to reach the northern island of New Zealand. The CSIRO estimated the storm carried some 16 million tonnes of dust from the deserts of Central Australia. So, the 2009 Australian dust storm was easily one of the worst on record, and I definitely recommend checking out the images of this storm via the Wikipedia page, which I'll link in the transcript, 
or just jump on to Google and search 2009 Australian Dust Storm because it looks otherworldly. Places like Sydney were covered in dust. You could barely see anything. Everything was orange and it literally looked like the surface of the Martian planet. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you've learned a bunch. I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I hope to see you in the Aussie English classroom and I'll see you next week. Hatcha! G'day, mate. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aussie English Podcast. If you wish to support the podcast and help me keep bringing you content, you can do so via my Patreon page. Remember, it's my mission here at Aussie English not only to help you understand Australian English, but to speak it like a native. If that's your goal, make sure you enroll in the Aussie English Classroom, guys, where you'll get all the bonus content for today's episode designed to improve your English even faster. Have a ripper of a day and I'll see you in class.